Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. I am really looking forward to these next few episodes where I'm going to read it through and maybe with a few comments here and there, but I am going to read through the book of Galatians. I may even venture out and read it in the Amplified Classic, the Message, and the Passion Translation, because I believe that repetition is so very important. And when God says in Jeremiah 23, 29, he says, isn't my word like a fire that will burn up everything that wouldn't make it through the test anyway? And isn't it like a hammer that can break the most stubborn resistance? Oh, my friends, the power of his word. It is great that we comment on the word. It's great that we read other books that take us into the word of God. And and it's like having a five-fold, you know, um, teaching gift, right, that, that speaks to us when we read these classic books that often I do on here. But there is nothing that replaces the reading of the Word of God. So I make no apologies for sharing these episodes with you here in these early days of 2023, that we might just let the purity of His Word wash through us. So incline your ear, my friends, and listen to his voice in his word and let it literally ignite you in the days that you're in and the days ahead. Love you all. Hey, everybody, here we are again. Remember, it's a part of my personal brand uh, to repeat myself. Philippians 3.1, the Apostle Paul said, it's not irksome to me to repeat myself again, which means it was probably irksome to someone in the crowd. But he said, uh, it is for your safety that I do this. Anytime someone tells you that what they're saying to you or telling you or instructing you in is for your safety, that means there's a clear and present danger. There is a definite danger when we, as the body of Christ, as sons, when we casually and glibly approach the Word of God, when we only hear it once and say, oh yeah, I heard that, I got that. No, my friends, we need to hear it again and again and again. So today, I'm reading Galatians one again, but this time out of the Message Bible. Here we go. I, Paul, and my companions in faith here send greetings to the Galatian churches. My authority for writing to you does not come from any popular vote of the people, nor does it come through the appointment of some human higher up. It comes directly from Jesus, the Messiah, and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. I'm God commissioned. So I greet you with the great words, grace and peace. We know the meaning of those words because Jesus Christ rescued us from this evil world we're in by offering himself as a sacrifice for our sins. God's plan is that we all experience that rescue. Glory to God forever. Oh, yes. Verse 6. I can't believe how you waver. How easily you have turned traitor to him who called you by the grace of Christ by embracing an alternative message. It is not a minor variation, you know. It is completely other, an alien message, 
a no message, a lie about God. Those who are provoking this agitation among you are turning the message of Christ on its head. Let me be blunt. If one of us, even if an angel from heaven, were to preach something other than what we preached originally, let him be cursed. I said it once, I'll say it again. If anyone, regardless of reputation or credentials, preaches something other than what you received originally, let him be cursed. Verse 10. Do you think I speak this strongly in order to manipulate crowds, or court favor with God, or get popular applause? If my goal was popularity, I wouldn't bother being Christ's slave. Know this, I am most emphatic here, friends. This great message I delivered to you is not mere human optimism. I didn't receive it through the traditions, and I wasn't taught it in some school. I got it straight from God received the message directly from Jesus Christ. I'm sure that you've heard the story of my earlier life when I lived in the Jewish way. In those days, I went all out in persecuting God's church. I was systematically destroying it. I was so enthusiastic about the traditions of my ancestors that I advanced head and shoulders above my peers in my career. Even then, God had his eye on me. Why, when I was still in my mother's womb, he chose and called me out of sheer generosity. Now he has intervened and revealed his son to me so that I might joyfully tell non-Jews about him. Verse 16. Immediately after my calling, without consulting anyone around me and without going up to Jerusalem to confer with those who were apostles long before I was, I got away to Arabia. Later, I returned to Damascus, but it was three years before I went up to Jerusalem to compare stories with Peter. I was there only 15 days, but what days they were. Except for our master's brother James, I saw no other apostles. I'm telling you the absolute truth in this. Verse 21. Then I began my ministry in the regions of Syria and Cilicia. After all that time and activity, I was still unknown by face among the Christian churches in Judea. There was only this report. That man who once persecuted us is now preaching the very message he used to try to destroy. Their response was to recognize and worship God because of me. Oh, my friends, this is so very powerful. So let me just make a couple of observations and comments. In the very opening verses that I read today, he talks about that Jesus Christ rescued us from this evil world that we're in by offering himself as a sacrifice for our sins. That evil world mentioned there, the commentaries will tell you that it also includes the religious world. Because the religion, my friends, is separate from the very person and life of Jesus Christ. So make note of that. He has come to deliver us, remember, not just from the evil of man, but from the good of man, where man is trying to do it all himself. This is that alien message where you can be good enough on your own. And so this is important to make note of. The other that I love is when it goes down in verse 10 through 12, Uh, and says that, uh, uh, I am most emphatic here, friends, this great message I delivered to you is not mere human optimism. 
Now, those who know me know I do not consider myself to be a fatalist, a pessimist, or an optimist. I'm an eternalist, and I want to encourage you to be the same. An eternalist is one who's sitting in the heavenlies with Christ and because of Christ and in Christ so that we can have our relationship and fellowship with the Father and see everything from His point of view, from eternity. So be encouraged today, my friends, as I have repeated the reading of Galatians 1, because it is so important as truth tellers that we are saturated in the truth and that we let it speak to us, deal with us, so that we can live, as Ephesians 4.15 says, is that enfolded in love, that we can live in the truth, deal in the truth, and that we are saturated in it and growing up in Christ. Be encouraged today, my friends. We will talk soon. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.